1: You can monitor feed
0: and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged,
1: and remotely adjust feeding times. The feed hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com.
0: Don't touch that dial. It's the Dogman Radio Hour on Houndsman XP. Your host, Ed Barnes and Tanner Herd. Now a word from our sponsors at your favorite beverage company. Yes, beverages are always refreshing and good for you too. So remember to stop and enjoy a nice cold beverage from your favorite beverage company. And now let's catch up to the boys and hear of their latest adventure on the dump.
2: first go around the Dog Men podcast it's Tanner Her,
0: Ed Barnes, we got special guest Cody Jenkins and Carter Schultz.
2: <laughs> they uh, come to a bay here at Ringling just checking it out Carter's got some dogs running I don't have good anything that'll bark at a pig so I didn't bring anything so we got some questions for you them fast. Just kinda get to know you. Yeah. I
1: can I can I can reel off some answers. Okay. Well. Might not be the answers you want to hear, but well, I can reel them off pretty quick.
0: Ed's
2: gonna read them off to you.
1: It's multiple choice. We're just right. gonna we're
0: gonna throw some questions at you and just answer them as fast as can. That's what I like to, to hear. Okay. Woods, bay pen. Uh woods. Open silent. Uh silent. Male or miracle whip? I don't either. Hound or cur? Uh cur. Blonde or brunette? Ooh, brunette. Free cast or road? Uh free cast. Cut kill. Uh oh, cut. Bud Light, White Claw.
1: <laughs> Neither Miller Light. <Lite.
0: laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn it. Like, we set you up and not yeah. work.
1: Hobbles or mule tape? Ah, mule tape every time.
0: Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota. <sighs> it's hard to be the good Yoda. Yeah. Bulldog Dogo. Ooh, definitely Bulldog. Deer Race or an Armadillo Hole? Ooh, Deer Race. I love it. Your boyfriend's name.
1: Um. It depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> My business partner's name is Ryan. And, uh, he can't be here, so sometimes we get mistaken to to be a little bit more than we are. But uh, Ryan's happily married to a uh, vet that makes really good money, and uh, we get to hunt a lot. So
2: that's handy having Not, a vet.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You handled that pretty good. We had a couple setups. We were hoping to trip
1: you on, but I, I I've been. I've been blessed to be around a lot of witty people in my life, so I I don't consider myself extremely smart, but I I have gotten to the point where I feel like I am pretty witty, and um you know because if you're around witty people that are really sharp and cunning, um it's it's hard to uh it's hard to stay not pissed off if you're not sharp and witty and cunning right back to <laughs> yeah. them. So yeah,
0: we should mention that uh, you're one half of. Uh
1: boars and broads one half yes sir um we uh ron wanted to make it but he he, i think he had to work yesterday he facetimed me on the way up here and he's a firefighter so you know he he's 24 on 48 off and uh when he works hard i mean he's working really hard they're running a lot of calls in the night but i mean he he facetimes me at like three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday sitting on the couch with his feet up watching watching football or something and i'm like Dude, you don't do anything and he's like oh no man we had we had 12 calls and i was like but you're not you're, you're sitting there watching tv he's like oh yeah we just ate dinner and uh but he wanted to be here but he had to work and couldn't couldn't make it shake but yes i am uh one half of Bors and broads so what i mean when you guys started about a year and a half ago maybe uh, it's been i think technically it's been almost two and a half years now um it started off as a TikTok. um because I didn't want anybody to really know my name and the fact that I had a TikTok, and I was just kind of checking it out, and uh, I started posting like some of our hunting clips on there or whatever, and like it immediately blows up and and goes through the roof, and uh, I was like, I I was telling him about it, and he was like, Dude, we should make a business. And I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, No, I mean we should we should just we should. Uh, buy an LLC and call it Boars and Broads, and he said, we'll do it on Facebook and Instagram and everything, and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's like, think about it, we already go hunt, he's like, we we already video pretty much everything, we'll buy a camera and, and, and start it, and that was how it started, and you know, we, we were, we've never really changed our business plan, we have no idea what we're doing, but we do stuff, so it, it works out, I mean, it's like learning how to get hats produced at a price cheap enough to sell to hog hunters at a mass level has been, you know. Ryan's got an ag a ag econ degree. I have a degree in history, so uh, it's not like I, I, we either one of us really have a lot of experience in the uh, in the world of economics. But you know, we've we've done pretty well so far. So
0: it's kind of weird, like. Uh, you know, I run a magazine, but I think of like magazines. as, like it's kind of an old school technology, and I really I remember when you when I first found you guys, I was like, uh, you know, this is the future. The the future right. is dudes just like making short videos.
1: Well, and, and that's the that's the thing. Um, it's it's been really crazy to me because I had a little bit of background in uh, video editing and and things like that, and it was like a little bit but um it's funny when you really sit back and watch the trends and how things work when you can take something that's very trendy on whatever social media platform it may be and then correlate it to what you want to correlate it to it it always does well and you know it's been one of those things where we've just kind of paid attention to what people want to see and uh one of the things when we started, I, t- I told Ryan, I was like, man, I don't want this to be about you and I and how great we are and things like that. I want it to be the truth, and we will always tell the truth about us. We'll always tell the truth about our dogs. We'll, we'll t- tell you the mistakes that we made, and we'll tell you the good things that we did. So, you know, it's, it's like – because we're kind of 50-50, funny, 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 and then we're truthful, you know, so – it's i think we've got a pretty good balance on what we do and how we can reach people for the better and uh we i mean we've both been blessed by i mean it's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me starting this company so
2: yeah i mean like like i was saying is i was on the lake last weekend i seen a couple of people wearing your hats right. you know and no i'm not saying they was hog hunters or wasn't hog hunters but i mean you're, yeah it's, it's, it's taken off
1: it's pretty cool um I tell people all the time, like, people think I'm this, like, super outgoing, extroverted person that likes to talk to everybody. If you ask my mom, I am far from it. I'm, I'm somewhat socially awkward because I'm always processing something, like I'm looking for doorways and things like that. I, I kind of have a little bit of tism to me, um, but I, I'm always processing, but... This has allowed me to kind of step outside of those boundaries that I've kind of set on myself because I'm talking about something that I really love and I don't mind talking to new people, um, you know, getting out there and, and meeting people and uh, things like that. It, like, I've grown as a person because of this. Um, I never imagined myself to be on a viral uh, TikTok or Instagram video. Of doing something goofy online and like it took me a long time to get like where I kind of accepted it and it's just it's kind of been one of those things that uh I've I've grown a lot from all the experiences that we've had so so I mean how did you
0: let's go way back and like how did what what's your first introduction into hunting dogs not just hog dogs like how did you start okay
1: so I I had uh I had a mountain cur, a uh, registered mountain cur, when I was eight or nine years old, named Boss. And if I had Boss now, I I guarantee you that Joker would be a hog dog, but he was a squirrel dog. And uh, I was still too young to really, you know, have a good grasp on what it took to create a hunting dog. But he was he was so athletically gifted that. If he saw a squirrel in the front yard and the tree was 30 yards away, he would catch the squirrel before it got to the tree. I mean, he was one of those dogs. And uh, you talk about free cast, and if you open the front door and he didn't have a collar on, I mean, that joker's gone and he's going to run for an hour, and then he'll come back whenever he wants to. Um, But that was really the first thing. And uh, I grew up up fishing. Um, I grew up hunting, too, but... You know, I I never really had anything for uh, sitting in a deer stand. Um, My dad has a a tree farm, um, so I was, a a lot of the time um, when I was young, they had, they've got a high fence around the, the farm now, but he shot deer on a nuisance permit, so he never wanted to really go deer hunting, because deer hunting to him was a job. He would go out every night with a big spotlight and shoot deer every night to keep them off the trees and uh so i I never really deer hunted that much growing up i you know would go squirrel hunting things like that but um i I really grew up fishing, and I would and, and until I was probably twenty years old, I fished probably two hundred days out of the year, whereas I hunt two hundred days out of the year bass now. fishing or- yeah, bass fishing, and um you know, I like inshore fishing, and now it's gotten to where I've kind of reversed the script and I hunt. 200 days out of the year but I still love fishing but I've kind of shifted my focus towards like catching big stripers and stuff like that like I I really enjoy getting out there and grinding to to catch something big you know like I love bass fishing still but at the same time I've caught three I've caught three largemouth over 10 pounds like I kind of feel like I've uh, done pretty much what I'm going to do in that aspect but I want to go out there and catch a 40 or 50 pound striper um and and i like to go places that other people can't go um we take our we take our little john boat uh on the river a lot and i mean we always have a chainsaw because (laughs) you know we 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 like to go places that other people can't or or just don't have the i mean i guess the nuts to go to try you know and and we get wrecked all the time and that's what people don't they don't really consider like Dude, if you're going to be hard on your stuff and you're going to be hard on yourself and you're going to you're going to live hard and you're going to go places and do things that other people don't do, you're going to get wrecked a <laughs> yeah. good bit. Yeah. You know, it's not always it's not
0: always easy. I went striper fishing for the first time this summer on Lake Texoma and
1: yeah. I'm going back. Like, oh man, it's it's crazy the power that those fish have. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, we catch them on bass gear. Like we, like we're we're out there throwing a jerk bait on fifteen pound mono, and uh, and like you're fishing all day. It's gotten to the point now where you catch a lot of hybrids, like the the hybrid, um, the white bass, striper cross, and whatnot. Um, you catch a lot of hybrids, so you get a few bites, but then you know you're still looking for like that forty and. You might go four hours without a bite, and then all of a sudden you see like this fish as big as this table swim up and just wake right behind your bait, and you're sitting there watching him and twitch, 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 and he doesn't eat it, and you're just like, oh, y'all fishing top water? Yeah, jerk baits and, yeah. and and things like that. Real clear water. So the the way it works is is we're down below the dam on uh, on Mondays they generate, they don't generate over the weekends, so the water temperature heats up to about 82 degrees they are generating from 300 feet deep 250 feet deep so that 55 degree water is coming in there those thread fin shad just immediately just start locking up and those stripers know as soon as that current starts as soon as that cold water comes those that that bait's going to be up there and we got to go eat so you're fishing georgia uh yeah, it's the Georgia line. I can't say ex- exactly where yeah, it is because yeah. I've already given the date <laughs> or the days that they do it. But yeah, it, it's it's the uh it's the Georgia South Carolina line. Yeah.
2: So. so when the when did you start pig hunting? What?
1: Um so I started hog hunting when I met Ron in college. Uh, my my business partner Ron was playing football and uh he actually lived with my best friend um and we met, and I was doing a lot of coyote hunting at the time, so we, you know, we talked about hunting and stuff like that, and, uh, he's like, man, he's like, and I, I had grown up with somebody that hog hunted that always invited me hog hunting, and I was like, dude, I don't know what the heck hog hunting is, like, yeah, I, and I never went, and it's probably a good thing that I never went. It's probably a good thing that I never went when I was young because I would have been addicted. I mean, and I'm one of those people that I'm highly addictive. Like I have to watch myself in gambling, like nicotine, uh, everything that I do, I'm going to do all the way. So it's probably a good thing that I was grown and had a little bit of mental maturity before I started running dogs because I mean, i like, I'm tough on my dogs and, uh, I'm tough on myself and things like that. But, yeah, when I met Ron, uh, we went, and it's funny. He and I went one time together. Uh, didn't catch a hog, but I had a great time. Like, jumped a hog, had a long race, and we were uh, hunting with his his blitz dog, uh, which is the father to my champ dog. Um, but jumped a hog and actually got to see the hog jumped out of the briars and, and things. And, like, we went another time. And uh, they were like – that was back when we stuck pretty much everything. And, uh, man, I went in, like, CSI Miami on this hog and just pop, 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 just sitting there just sticking it. man, they <laughs> they will not let me down on that to this day. Like, I think Ryan sent the video. Uh, and this has been, like, seven years ago or something. And Ryan sent the video in the group chat. He was like, yeah, back when Carter went CSI Miami on a hog. I mean, it was like I saw red just – and I just – Pop, 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 pop. And it wasn't like one good stick and then twist. It was like stick, 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 stick. And uh but no, ever since then I've been hooked. What kind of dogs you guys mainly running? <clears throat> so I have so Ryan um, Ryan bred that blitz dog to a uh a Catahoula. Uh she was a cow dog, real rough cow dog. Cow um, dog or No, she was, she was, uh, she was Brindle, um, uh, Ryan's dog, the Blitz dog, he was more yellow, he was, he was, uh, um, half cat, half black mouth, and then she had a, uh, she had some walker in her, so, um, you know, our, our main foundation of what we kind of started when we ran, when we started running together, um, is, is roughly, uh, 50% cat, quarter Black Mouth quarter walker is tree, it,
0: tree and walker or run
1: walker uh i honestly i don't know i don't know if they were treeing or, or running i honestly never even asked the question so um but they they're very good nose um but when we started hunting those dogs i tell people all the time like when we started hunting those dogs we were both still broke so we didn't have rigs or buggies or anything so like every everywhere we went we walk hunted so those dogs are close range dogs you know and had i had i had it all over to do again i would made i would have made them cast dogs because that's how i prefer to hunt now you know I, i prefer to to cast and then when we started getting buggies and and these things and uh whatnot like Those dogs just converted to hunting in front of the buggy. They didn't want to rig off of the buggy. They wanted to run in front of the buggy, so we just eased down eight miles an hour and just let them run in front of the buggy until they hit a hard 90. Um, and, you know, it, it was one of those things where it, it kind of worked in our transition, but now we're starting to go more towards cast dogs. We still have different varieties because we get to hunt with so many different people that I don't want to – I learned a long time ago you're not going to force a dog to do something that it doesn't want to do so i don't want to be pissed off at my dog for doing something that i don't expect it to do on a regular basis i want it to be consistent in the way it hunts and and things like that now do do i have dogs that can pretty much pretty well do everything that that i ask them to do as far as hunting yeah but i have one that can do that um girl a jip i got off of pat lewing uh she's 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 not she's just now getting a year and a half old and uh she's she's been really good she's been a a really good dog to me um but i i I thank pat all the time for her and uh that's you know that's been another thing i have four i have four dogs right now and they're all four from four different geographical locations yeah um
0: i think cast dogs are kind of in the hog dog world, cast dogs are misunderstood. Like right. I, I have, people are starting to understand it, I think more the last few years, but used to, it was like, everybody was always like, oh man, yeah, I don't think I want to go with them cast dogs. That's just far too much work. And I'm like, yeah. it is exactly the, the opposite. opposite of that. Yeah, like, the
2: opposite.
0: I mean, yeah. people have this idea that we have like long range dogs that go a mile and a half and we, you know, I really don't even, know what they're thinking but they have
1: like 15 hour races and stuff and yeah like, yeah and it's
0: like no like we pull up to a spot cast right. some dogs and then we sit around and bullshit yeah and like and then finally somebody goes hey look at your garment like i think they're bad yeah and then and if if, if or- not
2: you're, you you know finally they work their way back to you yeah then you pull them up try right. to get them to some different ground and kind yeah. of do the same thing let them ease off let them
1: well, I tell people that all the time. We're we're Ryan and I. We're blessed. We have a, we have a, a very good population of hogs. It um, if I needed a dog to to free cast two miles to go find a hog, then I would have a two mile dog. But I don't need that. If a hog haw- if a dog runs two miles where I am, it ran by hogs. Um, our our cast stuff typically hunts um, typically from four hundred to seven hundred, like on on. You know, not necessarily – like, I'm not going to cast them here in this dry field and they're going to just plow 800. Like, we have to – I try and still set them up for success, you know, as far as finding a little bit of sign. It doesn't have to be necessarily super fresh, but, uh, like, I want to know that hogs are there. You know, and if they if they go out there, they're going to go out there and hit a couple loops, hit a couple loops, hit a couple loops. And, you know, you can tell when they boom i'm struck I'm like you can tell the difference between them hunting versus them running an actual track um and like so so our stuff is is four to seven hundred ish you know yeah, i mean
0: like tanner and i like we've been hunting together for probably six seven years something like that so like when we first started our hog population wasn't that good so we had right. like super long right rush, two mile right probably the last three years or so we haven't needed that so like we've been it's kind of backwards but we've been trying to like get our dogs tighten them back up closer right like we ideally like if i could just push a button and pick i'm with you i want about a six seven hundred yard dog
2: right but it goes back to the thing is too i don't care what you're hunting or what you're doing you're going to want to set yourself up for success you know you're not going to go to place on the lake that you know there's not no fish right you know (laughs) exactly i mean it's just it's the same same principle um so
1: the the group of dogs that came out of blitz um champ shrimp those were the two males and then we had daisy and putty are the two females and all four of them are are pretty good close range dogs um champ and shrimp hunted together since they were um, I mean since they were eight months old they were, just about every time they were in the woods they hunted together and um, they would bay by themselves but as soon as another one got there they they were gonna try them. and then so so Ron and I honestly we to this day we don't carry a bulldog um, really? uh, we, we our dogs have we, we've been really blessed like our dogs have if both of them are baying, if Champ and Shrimp are on the same hog and they're baying, it's a good one, and then we're gonna get up there and say, "Catch him, catch him, catch him, catch him," talk them into it, and and they're smart enough to know where they're not just gonna to continue to go in there and get wrecked. They're 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 really intelligent, uh, really intelligent dogs, and the hog that actually killed Shrimp, uh, Shrimp died a little over a year ago now, um, but he, uh, we had the best all-around hog dog that I've ever seen. My my buddy Josh Stander owned out of Tennessee, and uh, his name was Rue. And, I mean, that joker, I mean, that, that dog was just phenomenal. Uh, just one of those anomaly dogs. that. You, he looked like a yellow lab. He had a stub tail, and he looked like a yellow lab. His hair was that long. But, I mean, you could uh, – he ran him on bears. He ran him on hogs. I mean, the, the dog was phenomenal. Rue, champ. And Shrimp were all baying this hog, and we were like, uh-oh, you know, this is a good one. And uh, we get up there and finally see it, and it, the, the hog is just walking with them. And they got, you know, they're all cut because they they tried him, and but they backed off and baited him. But Shrimp got poked one time. He got hit one time, and it was right in his diaphragm. And uh, he relayed 300 yards after we, we had the hog tied and uh, went treed. And we go up there and no barking, can't hear anything squeal, and, and it we're we're in a swamp. So there's uh so green vegetation all over the place and we we can't see anything and I mean we can't find the dog. So we started hitting the tone button just so you could you know, we could kinda locate him and man, he had relayed three hundred yards and, and was just laid there. Uh we got him back to the got him back to the boat, um, put a sub Q in him and uh we're driving back up to the boat ramp, and and I remember this to this day, and it almost kind of brought a tear to my eye because it just kind of, it 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 uh, kind of encapsulated the dog that Shrimp was. He he wasn't as athletically gifted or as physically gifted as Champ was, but he was just a grinder. He was he he would he worked really hard. I mean, he wasn't anything super special, but man, he worked so hard that he overcame a lot of that stuff. But man, we're driving up, and and. That he's laid down and uh all the other dogs start to picking their head up and wind and and shrimp like is dead and picks his head up and starts winding lays back down and he's gone you know and that to this day like sticks with me because i'm like man
3: like god
1: if i could ever if i could ever be that tough <laughs> man where that's like that's me like um that that really meant a lot to me and and it, it kind of brought a new level of respect to dogs yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, you see that. I mean, I see that more often in
0: bulldogs. Right. That, that just tenacity. Oh, but, yeah. And I'll always take, I'll always take a
1: less gifted dog right. with more mental desire. Right. Over the other way around. Well, I mean, you see these dogs that are so phenomenally athletically and and physically gifted that you know they they don't have to. They don't. You see those dogs get beat all the time because they don't necessarily have to do everything perfect. A dog with lesser ability has to figure out how that hog's going to run. He has to figure out all that hog's trick because he's not as athletically gifted as the dog that might have jumped him. That dog's sitting there plowing and might have run right by him, and then you get an older dog that's that's seen it, comes back and curls off, and you're like, oh, there he is. You know, and and I've got – a lot of respect for dogs that just work, you know, and and you know might not be the most nimble or you know the dogs that get beat up all the time. Shrimp would get beat up all the time, and um, and and he was like he, I really liked that dog and had a lot of fun hunting with him, and it was co- it was really cool to watch him and his brother grow up together. And the, it's funny because you put those two in the same box. And, like, they would kill each other. Like, if you left them in the same dog box, they would kill each other. But as soon as they hit the ground, those two are going to run together every time. They will catch a hog together, you'll tie the hog, and then they'll fight over the hog yeah. if they don't relay. You know, like, it's it's uh, it, the nuances of dogs. I mean, I just. Well, I mean, we were just, you, me and me and Cody and Tanner and you were over at the bay pen
0: while ago. And uh, Monica Wheelis, she's sitting here, she doesn't have a headphone on. But her dog was running, the black and tan dog, and that dog has the same the same mindset. Right. Like, that dog knew it was going to get tossed. Oh, yeah. And would just stay. That's, that like, yeah.
1: my favorite run of the day. I mean, just...
0: He, he just stood in there. He's like, yeah, yeah it's going to happen. Yeah. And when he got flung across the pen, he hit the ground. There was no hesitation. He was right back in that all the same, stage. The same distance. Yeah, he was yeah. wanting it. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's a pen dog. Right. But that's still the same mindset, that mental toughness that we're that right. you're talking about. Right. That dog had
1: just the 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 mental fortitude to to really work, you know. And I will say um, that entire line off of blitz is is like that. I mean, they're just like my champ dog. He's stubborn as hell. Um, he he recently I had, I recently got his his front leg amputated. He fractured his humerus. Um, about a month and a month and a half ago almost now and I took him hunting the other night because I mean that's like I amputated his leg and he's like boss and like he's getting pissed off every time I'm leaving.
0: Front leg or back of front leg? leg, yeah. Front, front
1: leg. leg. Um but I mean he's a he's a super well put together dog and obviously he doesn't have the conditioning that he needs but the, the guy's like, Hey, I've got this boar hog coming in I need some. I need some help. Um, He won't go in the trap, and so I took him and girl um, because I knew it wasn't gonna be. You know, we really got to get out there and find him. I knew we pretty much knew where he was gonna be, but I wanted an older dog on the ground, Um, and uh, so they ended up. When I I took him out of the box, yipped him up into the cornfield. They ran through there, went probably 250 yards, struck bait and uh we, we they started to come out of the cornfield again, didn't have a bulldog i had I just had my thirty thirty and uh so we they started coming out of the cornfield, so I took off running around the cornfield and uh they come out to the road, and man, like it's like the one time in my life that I haven't taken like a crack shot immediately, just thrown the rifle up, blown his head off or you know shot him right behind the ear, or whatnot but like, it it was almost poetic what happened when they walked him out of the cornfield. Like, there's big thick woods here, big thick woods there, and there's a road. And like, I'm watching the dog that I have raised since he's a puppy with three legs, and uh, I I you know watching him go through what he went through, spending the money that I spent to get him back to it, and and. Like he's sitting there, cat backed, curled up on this hog, and just and they're walking right down the road, and I didn't even put the rifle on my shoulder. I just sat there and watched him bay, and to me, I was like, man, that like that feels really good, and uh, so I started thinking about it, and I was like, I mean, it, this it wasn't the hog that we were necessarily after. It was about a hundred and fifty pound boar hog, and I was like, I'm not gonna shoot it. I was like, I wonder if he'll catch it. I was like, catch him, catch him, catch him, catch him, catch him, and uh, started talking him up. And he went in there and hit it as hard as he could. Missed the ear. He's funny. He he only catches ear. Missed the ear. The hog blew out, and I just screamed like I was pissed. And uh, you know, they went on a race, and he ended up swimming across the. Uh, he ended up swimming across the creek, which was flooded into you know acres and acres and acres. We got three inches of rain and less than 24 hours so i mean it just blew up but lost the hog but i was like you know driving home i was like man i owed him that one you know just just for being the dog that he's been to me and and teaching me everything that he's he's taught me i i kind of owed him that one i i you know at the same time like i told the you know you gotta appease the landowner i told the land I, i was i had to take the landowner and the property manager hunting they are like, what happened? Why didn't you shoot him? I was like, oh, I just didn't have a good shot. You know, mm. and I watched the dogs bay for Man, for that's the thing. Minutes. Like, <clears throat> we
0: run, for the most part, loose dogs and, and have for quite a few years. And, I, you know, a lot of people that run rougher dogs, I always – and I'm always trying to convince them.
1: But I think that, like, they miss out on this, like – I was telling – I think it was Joey and Nate. I was like, man, like, I don't – I don't want a suicide missile dog. Like I like w- when when we hunted rough stuff. Like we hunted we hunted our curs with rough stuff, and it we caught so many hogs. I mean we you, you, we piled yeah. hogs. You up. can catch more. Oh yeah, no doubt. But it it felt like we were always just go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta yeah. go now. Frantic. Pace. You know. And yeah. now we have dogs that'll you know they'll back up in bay and and like we're not in some super big hurry if they you know if if we've got two dogs on the ground and they're not necessarily either one super rough and they're not barking anymore and they've got the hog caught it's not a bad hog you know it's it's a pig and we can take our time getting up there to remember when you guys were hunting that tournament
0: here this winter Mm -hmm. and uh i wasn't hunting the tournament i was just i was just along for the ride and caught quite a few it was getting late like everybody was tired Tired, tired. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, since I wasn't in hours. on, yeah, like I wasn't even in on the hunt, so I couldn't even lead a all or anything. Right, I felt like.
2: And, and he took advantage of that. No, I felt and so. I, bad. It ain't
1: much different than when we
3: usually go hunting. I, I felt, w-
2: I felt so bad. We was walking out, and I had three dogs and a pig on my back, and Ed's walking beside me, like drinking a pop. I was like, <laughs> this is normal. And
0: what did I tell you? I was like, I feel like such a piece of shit. Like I can't do anything. But so we're walking across this creek. Tanner's got three good dogs on a lead. And these things strike in the bottom of this it's dried out creek, but they strike right there. And Tanner like we're already so tired. And he looks at me with like this disgusted look on his face and he's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "I would turn them loose." <laughs> and he's like,
1: "That's that's and He uh, goes,
0: yeah and he like
2: turns them loose so but it they goes burn back. out they just burn out they uh, burn just cruise. they were like and they'd already caught three pig three yeah. or four pigs before that so right. i mean they wasn't fresh you know right. so it was hot
0: they went 1.63 miles and fell bayed we were pretty close to the truck when they struck so we get back to the trucks you know we're drinking pops eating some snacks we're tired it's like probably three o'clock in the morning oh yeah a and night. uh so they're bayed yeah and uh I'm like, let's take a nap. <laughs> so we slept for probably like two hours while these dogs are bathed.
1: That's, that's awesome.
0: You know, and then we got up about, about the sun was almost starting to come up. Right. And we all got up, and it's like, look at the Garmin. It's like, yeah, they're still right there bayed. It's like, never moved. I mean, just, that's awesome. We're like, let's go catch it and that's what i think that people with rough dogs right. miss out on you, you do miss it on. and i used to hunt with rough dogs and, and guys who had rough dogs and like you say it was always just like
1: it's like a job at that point like frantic oh go. yeah it's like
0: pain like total panic and as soon as panic. they as
1: soon as they get over 500 yards you're like i have to go to them like i have to get closer to these yeah. dogs
0: and there's like this serenity that comes with like loose dogs like I mean, we literally took a nap because yeah. we're like, these dogs can take care of themselves. Yeah. Like, they're not going to get cut. They're going right. to be smart, stay back. They'll hold it. If they don't hold it, oh well, we'll catch them on the next yeah. one, you know. Oh,
1: well. Who cares? But, like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, man. But you talk to some people about that. They're like, you guys took a nap yeah. while these things were bait. It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think catching hogs is such a big deal to some people. And, like, to me, like, don't get me wrong. If I didn't catch hogs, I would not go. But – like, to me, like, I like going out there and hanging out with my friends and, and watching all the, the other aspects, all the, the cool things that I get to see. I like seeing snakes and, and alligators and stuff like that. Like, I don't like seeing alligators. Screw an alligator. I, I lied on that. But, you know, all the beautiful terrain that you get to see and, like, um, that, like, catching hogs, obviously, I I, I if I didn't do it, then I wouldn't yeah. go. But – like to me, like when you can add everything else into it and you're not in this frantic mode of like, we have to go catch hogs. Like, if we, you know, and I still get pissed when we don't catch hogs. But at the same time, it's like. But I don't you also know.
0: like, so sometimes me and Tanner will go with people who don't normally hunt with us. There's been countless times where, and I think it's a thing that comes with age and the length of time you've been hunting, but there's some nights where we go. And we don't even get a like literally don't even hear a dog bark, and yeah. we and we hunt till two o'clock in the morning, and then call them in and go home. And people that are sometimes people will be with us, and they're like, "Tonight sucked," yeah. and I'll look at Tanner and I'm like. Tonight was badass. Right, because those the dogs, dogs
1: were out there working. They didn't fun. And then you'll anything. go sometimes and catch four or five, and you'll be like, "Man, like those dogs didn't do what they were supposed they to." They got do. lucky. Right. Yeah. And it that, feels bad. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's, you did. Do, you don't feel the same way. Like, give it, me the good work over the the reward. You know, I want to see the work. And that's the difference. Like, and I think that comes with age. And like, oh, hundred percent. When I was when I was twenty two or twenty one, whenever I started this, like it was like we have to catch hawks. Yeah, and like, dude, we didn't catch that many hogs. Like, we, we we wore out a lot of souls, but we really didn't have like our dogs that we have now that are that are five and six years old. Um, they were like eight months to a year old. Like, they're they were all young, and uh, like we didn't catch like we had we had two really good dogs everything else like sucked like we had these young dogs and like they like we finally that those those young dogs finally got old enough where you know and the two really good dogs that we had were uh ron's blitz dog and then a fella named adam blaylock had a dog named pretty that was a really 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 good dog um but them two found all the hogs and about the time our dogs got like a year and a half old uh we, we took the old dogs away and then started making yeah. – and, you know, those dogs really accelerated at a rapid rate when they had to do it for themselves. And I think a lot of people miss that. Like, they think, okay, well, this dog this dog ain't that good or this dog is phenomenal. Like, take out whatever's in front of them and then you'll you'll figure out what the dog is, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do miss that. I remember when I first got – I don't I – don't, terrible with time periods i don't remember what time when i first got a garmin so before that right nothing well i mean i had a telemetry collar collars for maybe like two years before i got a Garmin. you couldn't really tell much from that i mean you could tell the general direction they were and the and the distance but so when when i first got a garmin i had three dogs in my mind i had a number one dog right i mean if you'd ask i mean this dog was i mean he he did everything these other dogs were just like tagging along I got a Garmin and like within a week I was like, holy cow, like this dog that for years I have thought was the best thing ever. Yeah. He's a Me Too yeah, son he's of a not gun. Even doing it. Yeah. It's his and he was pretty. That's probably yeah. part of it. But I'm like, this his son, this little black dog, this guy's doing all the he's work. He's doing all the, mm-hmm. the grinding. And work. it like my mind like totally flipped.
3: The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this Made in America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say Made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy.
1: I tell people all the time, my champ dog, he's one of the most interesting dogs um he's he's close range you know he's a hundred to three hundred yards very very fast on track runs tracks hard runs to win but if he doesn't want to go he doesn't want to go and he will make you look I mean and if you're on hogs he will make you look like a superstar man I mean you when he when he was two to four years old, as soon as you touch the hog, he was gone. I mean, if you don't want to catch any more hogs, grab the red dog. Don't grab the hog. Grab him off of the hog and then flip the hog. Because as soon as you put your hands on the hog, he's gone. But as he's gotten older, he's gotten more ornery like his dad and, and has just gotten more and more, like, rough uh, as he's gotten older. But he, he's – <laughs> he's so peculiar, man. We were hunting. I was down in Florida with my buddy Connor Edwards and Cody Godwin, and it's like it's it's the witching hour. It's three o'clock in the morning, and like we caught one good boar hog um and we're we're road hunting dogs and uh one thing about him is he he always runs in front of the buggy when he doesn't run in front of the buggy. It's time to load him up and go home um he's he's tired I'm tired boss um but He stopped, like, the dogs, every other dog, we have, like, five dogs on the ground, every other dog just flies up 150 yards in front of the buggy, and you see him take a hard right. He stops right in front of the buggy and takes a shit right in front of the buggy, and I'm like, what are you doing, like, you idiot, and, like, I acted like I was going to kick him, and he just kind of, like, looked back at me run like doesn't doesn't even really like haul up to where the dogs went in he just kind of trotted up there to where the dogs went in and then i saw his nose sink to the ground and he goes left the other dogs went right he goes left, runs in there like 50 yards, and bays a hawk. <laughs> and I'm like, like it's, it's killing me. But that's the dog he is. That's how he works. And if he didn't do it all the time, then, you know, I was hunting with my, my buddy Kevin Brooks. Or, yeah, I was hunting with Kevin Brooks, and, and it was the same thing. Like, Kevin's got really, really good cast dogs. Like, he's got three or four dogs, you know, that, that are very, very good cast dogs. And we cast them, and, and they're out like three quarters of a mile, just hunting, just working hard. And we're driving down the road, and I'm I'm watching. You know, I I, I spend a lot of time watching dogs, and you know their mannerisms and things like that. And I, I watch the Garmin for how they're running in the woods, and you know you can just about hone in on when he's when when he's fixing to find one, when he's fixing to bet. We're driving down the road. His dogs are over there working as hard as they can at like three quarters of a mile. This sugar's at 30 feet in front of the buggy running beside the buggy and we're driving and I, I don't him, I was like, hold on, hold on, he's fixing to find one. And he's like, this is like one of the, the first couple times. He didn't really know my dog at that point. This is like one of the first couple times we hunted together. And I was like, hang on, man, he's fixing to find one. He's like, there ain't no hog right here. I was like. And like goes up, runs like thirty yards into this nasty clear cut and goes ah! And I'm like, That's a good hog 'cause it you know, his locate. The hound comes out in in his locate. When he really sits down and it's a ball, like it's a good hog. And I'm like, Man, that's a good hog And then he had a uh, he had a rough hog in or a rough dog in the in the box and we dumped him out and and uh, went up there, and we didn't catch dog. We got wrecked, but, uh, you know, it was one of those things. he was like, that, that red dog, he's like, I hate that dog. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm sorry. That's just the dog he is, like, you know, and, and I, I will never take him with cast dogs because, like, he will make me look like an idiot if I take him with cast dogs. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everybody
0: has this, like, or a lot of people have this mindset that, like, range
1: right equates to goodness
0: right and that's not the that's truth. not
1: yeah I, give me bottom and 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 i like dogs I, lo, I like dogs that when when they hit the track that there's a noticeable difference in speed i want them to really i want them to really push and put pressure when they're running the hog i want them to try and stop the hog i want them to try and get into some sort of contour um you know, a ditch or something like that. And, and I, 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 you know, and if it's a long race, I want him to pump the lungs out of the Hawk. I, you know, um, but I, I agree that, that Hawk, that dog, uh, I mean, a conservative number on hogs that he's found for me. And don't get me wrong, we have a lot of hogs, but a conservative number of hogs that he's found for me is, you know, five hundred, six hundred in in his life. I mean, he's he's been very, very consistent. Uh, but he's not what he's he's not what he's not. You know, I can't make him be some. And I, I mean, there was a time where I was like, I'm gonna kill him. I was like, I'm I'm sick of him, and you know, and but he produced. But I had to put him in the in a position to win. If I if I put him in a position to lose, he was gonna lose every time. But if I put him in a position to win, ninety nine percent of the time he was gonna win. Yeah,
2: he know? he makes me think like growing up, I hunted with my cousins. You know, when I started picking and stuff, and he had this dog called Rabbit, and that's how he was. See how sometimes he would cast and just go with them other dogs, no problem. Right. But there's not, so Them other dogs would be out there, eight hundred and and strike, and he'd still be milling around the truck well he'd make you so mad at him for a little while then you forget about him you know well you go catch a pig whatever and where the hell's rabbit you know or and to looking at your Garmin. he's you know 800 the other way babe <laughs> and behind somebody's house or something you yeah. know and you got to sneak back there and get him but yeah. i mean that's how he was you're not going to make him do anything right he, didn't, he, want, did, he, didn't, he didn't want he didn't want to do and i'll never get he's a black dog and he said like a high trot, he'd high trot ever good like a curled tail curled up real high, yeah. I'm like man, you know go go do something, you know, yeah. but about the time you forgot about him, right, he produced he would produce yeah. and and uh, we always laughed, you never said anything about home or the house or nothing because like I said, he was close enough to hear you say it, yeah, but you're probably gonna be there till daylight if he hears you say, let's go to the house yeah. because." I mean, he knew what that meant. And he knew he was going home, and he would, he would go wherever he had to go, and he'd find a pig then.
1: We we I was in Texas before the May Downsville Bay, and uh, we were hunting with with Garrett Piku, and uh, I had my old lady hunter out there, and she she didn't. So when when I first met her, um, my my girl Jip was in heat, and Champ had to like an idiot, like I mean like an idiot, like. i i I left him at the house for a month because he he would not hunt even if she wasn't there you know she wouldn't be there he's he's acting like an idiot he's fighting everybody in the box um but i left him so she didn't really know the dog i told her i told her about the dog and she's she's really sharp on dogs she's she's got like 14 dogs so she she's she's really sharp on dogs and uh, we we're out there, and Garrett had casted some of his dogs, and like they're the same situation, they're out there just pounding, just working, 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 500, 600 yards out there, just running loops, circle, 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 and uh, I hear something like crunch in the woods behind us, like a hundred yards from us. I'm like, that sounded like a hog. I was like, that didn't really sound like a deer, and I heard it again, and I was like, y'all want to catch a hog? And uh, I, I had Champ on the box. And uh, she's like, "Oh, put that red dog up. He ain't gonna do nothing." I was like, "No, I, I promise you. Like, we're fixing to catch a hog." I took him out, walked him over there, and I said, Shh, "Get in there." He run up there, hundred yards, oh! just—I mean—and and that was—that's the dog he is, and. and he has done so much for me in this because it has taught me a lot of patience, and it's 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 taught me really to not try and make a dog something that he's not. You know, I, I I'm had I started him casting, he'd be a he'd be a fine cast dog, but I started him walk hunting. He is what he is, and I'm not going to make him what he's not. And it doesn't matter how frustrated and pissed off I get at him, he's not going to do what he doesn't want to do. You know,
0: I like you know. I mean my my personal preference is long range free cast dogs right free cast meaning that we're not turning them on a track we're right just going to a place we think we can succeed right we're just turning them loose but we we's hunting Monday night me Tanner Cody and Corey and the one fault the one common fault that I see with long range cast dogs is that some of them tend to Race right till they get about a mile deep, and then start hunting. Right. So this this kid Corey who hunts with us. He's a real quiet kind of guy. He's fu- he's funny as all get out, but he doesn't hardly ever say anything. Right. So me and Tanner turn some dogs loose. They get deep real fast, and then we both start telling each other like, "Yeah, this is starting to look like something." And Cory leans over our shoulder and goes, "Are they done racing?" <laughs> But but and that like I say that's that is the one common fault that I see with long. I mean yeah
1: they just they burn they want to get distance and they want to get distance quick fast and in a hurry and then they get to that point where they like you it's just like you said they start hunting yeah but they do
0: pass up all right right and it kind of translates you know that's kind of how the coon dog competition coon dog world is going
1: they want those yeah that's one that's one aspect I, I I. since we've started Borge and Broads, like we we've really tried to get into, you know, coon dogs and squirrel dogs and like we just try and support all aspects of of hunting dogs, you know. Um but I the coon dog world is a completely different world for me and I, I still I you know, I, I've got some buddies that coon hunt, um but it's it's just one of those things that I, I don't know anything about it. And that's you know, uh
0: I mean, you said you when you were a kid, you had squirrel, squirrel dogs. dog, yeah. And uh, that's one thing we're gonna do with this podcast is we're not just. I mean, we're right. hog hunters, right. so it's probably gonna be seventy five percent hog dogs. But the thing, I mean, I hunt with a lot of people, and like if you go hunting with a coon dog guy, right? Go coon hunting, you'll you'll learn something. You're gonna learn something that's gonna translate 100%. straight into hog hunting a hundred percent. And and I've noticed over the years that that I I still believe and and it makes some people mad but i believe that the the best
1: hog hunters are people that started in a different dog sport right and then well i it makes you it makes you uh have an inclination to being open about what can help you succeed yeah um you know it's like i tell all the people people all the time that the the two most influential books that i've read on that influenced the way I think about dogs and hunting dogs are Trained by Hound Dog by Advance and Brave by, um, golly, what's his name? Charles uh, Mathis, you know, and, and those those two books, they have nothing to do with their cat hunting books, but the the perspective that those guys have like when you can when you can read that and and make it applicable to the area that you want it to be applicable to, that, like that's gonna benefit you no matter what. I I think one of the biggest issues with hog hunters is that we we all get very close-minded about the way we do things and, and things like that. And that's been another thing that's been so influential to me is I've been blessed to hunt in. Like my little girl Jip, she's uh, not even a year and a half old. She's almost a year and a half old. She's caught. She she has found and baited hogs in seven different states. You know, and and that's not to to be however, but every different geographical location and every different type of dog that I can hunt with, that's gonna teach me something that helps me be more successful. You know, um, we hunted, we, we hunt a good bit up in Tennessee with my, my, one of my brothers, Josh Stander. Um, but he, he runs bear and hogs. Um, and, and that's like that terrain, like I I've hunted a lot of places, but that terrain is like probably in my, in my opinion, the toughest area to succeed, because everything up there, like they—they're still very heavy Russian up there. Every hog you catch, you can see he's heavy Russian, and those hogs run and run and run and run and run, and the bears are the same way. You might have a bear that trees in, you know, a thirty-second race, but typically they're gonna run and run and run and run and you're like, you're like, oh yeah, they're they're two miles over here. How long is it going to take us to get there? Uh, we got to go around Tallywhacker Ridge, and uh, we got to get down on Pecker Creek, and, and blah, 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 blah. It, it'll take us 45 minutes. Like I mean, because you have to drive around these mountains, and you're driving for two hours to get 700 yards to these dogs. I mean, that's what me and Tanner deal with. Like, yeah. You've hunted in Oklahoma before. I haven't hunted in Oklahoma before. So,
0: So where we're sitting right now is just – you can see like right. a couple miles. There's hardly any trees. It's flat. No. This and that's what people think when they think Oklahoma, right. where me and Tanner live in the northeast corner. Like yeah. we're closer to Tennessee than we are this. Right. And it takes, and it it takes a certain type of dog right. too. Right? Oh yeah.
1: And that's 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 what I've told people. I was like, if you think you have a hog dog, put them in that environment. Yeah. You'll figure out if they're a hog dog. That's
3: the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is powered by Cajun Lights. All of your lighting needs for hunting can be taken care of at Cajun Lights. They have three models of cap lights. I'm gonna run through them real quick. You've got the Rogaroo, which is their high-end light. If you're a competition hunter and you gotta find that coon up in a tree, and it's all riding right. no on finding that coon, you'll want the Rogaroo on your head. Next is the Bayou. That's a pretty standard light, but it's got packed with features. It's got multiple colors, it's got walking lights, it's got the red, the green, the amber, it's all built in right into that light. And then you have one of my personal favorites, the Micro Gator. The Micro Gator is an ultra lightweight cap light. It's got all the features of a white light, red, green, and amber. I've used this light for everything from finding bear tracks early in the morning, to coon hunting at night, to working on plumbing in the house changing tires on the side of the road my truck doesn't leave the driveway without a cajun light in it and that light is the micro gator every cajun light is durable made from the highest quality components and it is backed by cajun's top rated customer service check out cajun lights you can go to our website at houndsmanxp.com go to our sponsors page hit that link it'll take you right to cajun lights check them out they got a lot of stuff to offer over at Cajun Lights.
1: That Rue dog came from up there and uh, one quick story about Rue. It's one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen a dog do. But he Josh typically hunts the Cherokee National Forest, which is uh roughly three hundred and twenty five thousand acres or something. And so he runs bear and hawks. We were hunting some private land, a cornfield. We had a bunch of young dogs on the ground. The young dogs ran down to a river, the Hiawassee River, jumped a hog on the edge of the river, and but they didn't see him go into the river. So they kinda lost him, didn't didn't really know where he went in or whatnot. Didn't know if he went in. They're they're all running up and down the river and whatnot. And Rue was like five hundred yards the other way. And uh he like Sht, woo, come here. Rue comes down there. He's like, "Get across there." And this river's like probably 75 yards wide, and it's like 40 degrees. I mean, it's cold. And uh, Josh goes, "Get across there." And Rue like l- sits back and looks at Josh and he's like, "Come on, boss. Like are you serious?" And Josh goes, "Rue, get across there." This dog jumps in the river swims across this 40 degree river runs up there 800 yards in his bait. like and i'm like man like if i could make a dog do that isn't like, it crazy like it's f- like it takes oh, a. Man. I mean you got to
0: spend time with a dog but it's you know he obviously never taught that dog a command
1: for right. swimming a river yeah but if you spend enough time with the dog they understand, they right. understand what yeah. you're asking them to do and man the the crazy thing about rue was it's like He was like a borderline house dog. Like, he would, like, we would would be going bear hunting or something, and Josh had hunted this dog, like, two weeks straight, you know, taking off Sundays to go to church, and he had hunted him two weeks straight. And Rue, like, when he got older before he died, like, he'd get stoved up real bad. But I would go in the bathroom at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning and take a piss before we left, and, like, Rue would, like, Climb out from up under his vanity, his bathroom vanity, and like stretch and just and like you would hear just, (laughs) and you're like, there's no way that dog's gonna hunt today. There's no way. And Josh would let him outside to go take a piss or whatnot, and he would be sitting on the back of the truck every time.
0: That's been like the theme for the last two days since we've been here. Like Tanner and Cody giving me hell. When you're that old and your
1: bones yeah. crack, you're gonna get up and get in the truck too. Oh man, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, it's like hunting, and, and I, I've I've kind of refra- I've kind of slid back a little bit on it because, like like I said, like we get to go a lot of different places and we do a lot of different things. And we do, we're trying to get you know more and more so into the bay side of things and, and and just supporting those that support us. But man, used to be like we'd be like, all right, if we get there at two o'clock in the morning. Like, we can hunt until 8. <laughs> and then we'll just go to the bay. And then, like, once the bay is over, we'll go hunt again. And then we'll go back for the next day of the bay. And then we'll drive home. And, like, you get home and you're like, oh, my gosh. How like, old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, so you guys are about you're the same, same age. Yeah. I'm, I'm 50. <laughs> so I can't, can't do that. Anymore. But, I mean, like.
0: That's it? Yeah, well, you I'm need fit- to be honest. Okay, the calendar says I'm 50. You've already said you're not good with time.
2: Yeah, so, you know.
0: You, Sometimes the body tells me sixty, sixty-five. Yeah. Really, it
2: ain't. It ain't really how you get around. It's just your attitude about midday. I grumpy. You know, I do get grumpy. Yeah. yeah. It, it. like we we were going out to uh, Downsville
1: for the Two Dog World Cup here last month or whatnot, and uh, Ryan's like, he's like, and like the thing is, is I tell I tell people all the time, like. If I break down between here and – or or between Georgia and West Texas, like I know enough people. Like I, I might not have ever met these people, but I'm like I, – I, I can make a phone call and in two hours somebody there, yeah. somebody will be there, you know, that I know. So, like, everybody's like, man, y'all need to come hunting, y'all need to come hunting, y'all need to come hunting, y'all need to come hunting. And uh, so we're going out to Downsville and everybody's like hitting us up. I would love to. And Ryan Ryan's like, "Man, what do you what do you want to do?" And I was like, "Dude, to be completely honest, like I just want to chill for a little <laughs> while, man. Like I don't I like I don't want to just grind for these 3 days and like we've gotten to where we are because we grind, but at the same time, like, sometimes it's nice just to kind of sit back and just take everything in and just have, like, a relaxed trip where we just have a good time. We had, like, 20 of our buddies come out there and, uh, to watch Old 12, and, uh, we had guys from West, or, like, South Texas, Florida, and South Carolina all came out, we all met in Shreveport, went out and had a good time the night before, had a great time at the bay, and like, that's what it's about. Like, like I enjoy doing that, like, don't get me wrong, if you give me the choice between that and hog hunting, most of the time I'm gonna pick hog hunting, but there are certain times where I'm like, man, it's just nice to kinda hang out with the boys. It's a different vibe, and that's what I was telling
0: Tanner as we were sitting here today, I was like, you know, this is a small bay. Right. In Oklahoma. And 15, 20 years ago, there was one of these
1: almost every weekend. Right. In, like, in Oklahoma. And, like, you know. And that was the way it was in Georgia. Um, when so, so, Ron and I really kind of just got started into the bay pen. like, I guess when we started Boards and Broads, like we had never been to a bay pen before we started. And then we went to Hickory Crossing one time. And uh, at that time, my, Georgia was kicking. Like, we had Pistol Creek, Hickory Crossing, Brought an Island, and all three of them were running base consistent. I mean, there was there was just about two a month, and and now like the the way they've done our testing and everything with that that pseudo rabies and, and, and brucellosis and everything, like. It, they're really struggling so we try and help those guys like we take we we take Mr. Mark at uh, Hickory Crossing because he's the closest to us we take him a lot of hogs that we that we catch you know spunky boar hogs that we catch just so he can you know continue because like it's 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 a dis it's a different discipline of dog that you see in these bay pens but like hunting rough dogs for so long, like not necessarily rough dogs, super rough dogs, because our stock isn't super rough. We don't have any no bark dogs or anything like that. They're all going to bay by themselves. But typically, like if it's not a, a, a good sized boar hog, by the time we get there, they're caught. So that was really the thing that, that kind of brought me into the bay pen and uh, was was actually getting to watch the dogs work and seeing their nuances and seeing the seeing their movement and things like that like that's really cool to me and like i think it's really cool to other people because like all, all the stuff that we put on on, on the internet on bait competition like you put it in 60 frames per second and then you slow it in half where people can really see, see how the, the dogs are maneuvering and you're like man that's impressive oh yeah i like i mean i like the social aspect of
0: the bay pen and that and that's what i was getting at like a long time ago in oklahoma at least here i mean in texas it was different louisiana it was different but in oklahoma hog bays were kind of like a get together right like every everybody that went there all they did was hog hunt right there was no in oklahoma there was no bay pen people right there was nobody that just did that that would be that would blow our mind back then so I still view bay pens in that vein. So, like, when I go to bays,
1: I enjoy myself. So, we, but it's the social aspect. And and we do the same thing, and I tell people all the time, like, like we go to these bay pens and whatnot, and, the, like, 95% of the talk – Outside of the bay pen. It's is, about hog gun. It's about hall gun. Like, yeah. we're not talking about bay pen dogs. No. While we're sitting at the truck. No. Having a cold beer. Like, we're sitting there talking about hall gun. Yeah. And how we can put some more bacon on the table. And, you know, you, you get to bounce ideas off of, of people. And, and, you know, you get to see how people with different perspectives. you um, Then you do things. And, like, that's just, like, fi- like finding a way to gather knowledge and then, pulling all that knowledge back to yourself and then making it applicable in your geographical well, you do. location right? well we like,
0: in oklahoma you know back in the day what, what was commonplace was so we would sit here at a bay like this all day and then the bay at in sun started to go down and then everybody paired off yeah. like so i would like i'd be talking to somebody and they're like hey man yeah well load up and Let's head to my house. we'll yeah, grab go. these dogs, and we'll go hunting over here. Yeah. And everybody did that. Like yeah. everybody left the bay. Yeah. In their separate directions, and went to go catch them hogs with people they don't normally hunt right. with. And and it was really, I mean, it was really cool. And and not to diss like the way that bay pens have come today, because it's
1: just a different thing. Right. You know, it, it it's. I think the money aspect is a good thing, but Joey and I were talking about it on the way out here. Joey from Dixie Doggers, we were talking about it on the way out here, like. You know, and I I never really got to experience this, but he's like, one of the one of the the biggest reasons that I drove 14 hours to come out here is that Rusty had a woodstock class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like I think that's so important because like when you when you bring and, and you know I've had 10 or 12 people that that ran their woodstocks and they're like, hey, man, how do you think they did? I'm like, dude, they did great like you're you're putting them in a uh uh area that they're not nece- like they're not prepared for you're 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 kind of putting them outside of their comfort zone and you get to see you know the and, and apply pressure right and 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 then people will be like well you know in the woods he doesn't do that i'm like exactly he's dog. like he's not in the woods man exactly. you don't That's- like don't get pissed off at him because you putting him in a like it's like Last night we were sitting out here and, like, we see uh, Elon Musk UFO line. And, like, that's, like, me being up there in that line of UFOs and, like, expecting me to, to succeed and, and do something right. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what's going on. But, like,
0: so we got here yesterday, a little bit late, but we didn't watch much of the, you know, quote-unquote pro band. But when the the Woods class, that that's what I'm getting at. Like, so – 15 20 years ago in Oklahoma all every bay was a. that's all it
2: was with the woods, woods class, class. Yeah.
0: and and I get I find I'll go watch the woods class right to me it's more I get more enjoyment out of it uh, I agree but uh, let's you know we watched your 12 dog run in the
1: the woods class and it was
0: entertaining 12 is peculiar man And let's switch over to that and talk about that
1: all right so 12 came from a boy named trey moya out in uh in rungey texas we went out there and hunted with those boys uh trey moya josh blosky um and uh jonathan torres and we had never met those guys and before earls we drove out there and, and and went hunting and the last night we were there we were sitting at the steakhouse um just having a good time having some drinks eating steaks and Trey's like, man, I, he's like, I got this dog. He's like, I hate him. I hate him. He's he, he, he's a red-nosed, black mouth cur. What is that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and like, what are you talking about? Sounds like it's going to be rough. And, and, and <laughs> and like, he's, like, he's like, no, he's like, he's a black-mouthed cur, but he's, like, he's pink. Like, I, I don't like him. He doesn't hunt the way I want him. And I was like, you know, like, what does he do well? And he's like, well, he rigs really well. And I'm like, okay, well, I can make some use out of that. And, you know, like, I, I – I prefer to get dogs from, like, eight months old. Like, I I feel like I can really put a lot of good work into them when they're eight months old. Getting dogs that are three years old, I'm like, man, like, I don't know what they've been doing with them and and things like that. And, it, it, like, I try and translate everything into my program. But I'm like, and he's like, man, he can bay too. So 12 is three-year-old? Yeah, he's like three and a half, almost four now. When you got him? Yeah. Yeah. he's like man he could bay too and i'm like do you have any videos of him because we were going back to earl's and uh he's he's like yeah 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 he he bayed one time and i was like so he's been in a pin one time but he's he bays really good i like i've heard this story before <laughs> and uh he pulls out his video from like he's like i, don't, I think the bay pin was like el perro loco or something and i was like yeah i know that bay and uh he pulls out his phone and he like shows me like this two minute video of 12 just laying it down and the dog's I, the dog's name was not 12 when, <laughs> when he was talking about it like it was like frank or something it was like a <laughs> human name Like he just like i don't even remember what the dog's name was when i got it but uh he was he was like uh and I was like, man, how much do you want for him? Because I watched this dog, and he ran a perfect in the two-minute bay. And, uh, you know, his partner messed up a couple times, but he ran a perfect. And I was like, man, that's that's impressive for him never being in a pen. And I was like, how much do you want for him? He's like, oh, nah, man, you could have him. We'll go get him right now. So <laughs> so we get the truck. Seven grown men in a, in a uh, Chevy 2500 crew cab. It's not even a full cab. It's like a crew cab. We have seven grown men, three in the front, four in the back. And uh, we're, we're driving to go get 12, and uh, long story short, we got pulled over, and uh, we had some open containers in the truck. How many? Uh, quite a few. We'll <laughs> oh, just leave it at that. We had quite a few open containers in the truck, and quite a few unopened containers in the truck. And uh, we're sitting out there, and man, we're all fixing, like, we're down in the dumps. We're like, everything started off so great. And now we're all fixing to get open container tickets. We're sitting on the back of the truck, and we're just sitting there like, man, like, what are we doing? And uh, so the other – so he called – the the fellow that pulled us over calls in another guy because he's got seven grown men that, you know, you could tell, like, they're a little rough. And, he, you know, I guess he got concerned about that, but – seven grown men climb out of the truck and we're sitting on the back of the truck and we're all kind of like down in the dumps at this point like man this sucks the other cop pulls up and uh we're sitting on the back of the truck and my buddy jonathan torres was there we're sitting on the back of the truck and this other cop like goes up to the other guy starts talking to him for a minute and uh And he had all our IDs, so it wasn't really like that we could run away or anything at this point. So, like, we were stuck. And uh, he comes back, and he's like, the other guy walks up, and he's like, Mr. Torres. And I'm like, oh, great. Somebody's got a warrant for their arrest. And I was (laughs) like, this is phenomenal. Like, it just keeps getting better. Turns out it was Jonathan's cousin, and he didn't even know the guy. We get off pretty – like, I mean, we get off scot-free. Don't even get a written warning. We just get a verbal warning. He's like, God, ah, it's like – and we told him the whole story. Like, we were there from Georgia whatnot. And, you know, they, they both of those guys were super cool. And, they, and, and the thing is, is they did their job. Um, so it wasn't like they let us get off with murder or anything like that. But um, they, they understood the situation. They're <laughs> like, God, ah, it's like, come on now. Like – like it's good that y'all are having a good time, but y'all can't do this. You can't have this much. Of a yeah, good time. you can't have this much fun. <laughs> and uh, so, we're going to get this dog at Ernie or whatever his name was. when we were going to get him. And uh, Josh Danner looks back. He's like, "We ought to name that dog 12. And I was like, "That sounds good." So named him Twelve and and took where's him 12,
0: back. What's Twelve come from?
1: Uh, the police. Is that code for police? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, here comes twelve. Okay. It's kind of hood, uh, you know. I've never heard that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of hood. I, I I can understand why you don't know what that means from Oklahoma, like, but yeah, in Georgia, then like twelve is like, oh, popo's coming. Here comes twelve. Okay. I get um, you. so that like that's that's where that comes from, and uh, he's he is a very peculiar dog. He's 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 i tell you a funny story so the first time i ever met her uh hunter the first time i ever met her was at hickory crossing and uh i we were running one dog and uh the only the only thing i'd bait him in was two dog and the only thing i'd bait him in was earls and he he did really well at earls uh had two really good runs but you know he had been in the woods, and then I ended up taking him to Hickory Cross, and I was telling her, I was like, man, I got one dog that nobody knows about. He's he's pretty good. I was like, he's like he's going to jam. We go in there, and, like, the lights, or it's dark, but the lights are on. And, and, like, I'm fully anticipating this dog just going in there and laying it down. I'm thinking positive. Oh, man, I was, like, I was jacked up. I'm like, hey, I'm fixing to win with a dog nobody knows about. <laughs> I let him go. He runs in there, goes, "Oh, oh!" Marks two times, turns around, and comes back to me. And I was like, mm. "And I'm like, embarrassment, like starts to creep up." and I'm, like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed.
0: That's the other thing about bay pens is like, and I couldn't be mad. Everybody at is watching you. Oh yeah, and, and like.
1: Like, I told her i have been hyping this dog up. I'm like, he, he's gonna jam. Like, watch this video from him and Uncle Earl. He's jamming. And he goes in there and goes, hurt, hurt. <laughs> Turns around, looks at me, and comes back to me. And I'm like, not so much. <laughs> I was like, I'm so mad right now. But at the same time, I put him in a position that he's never been in before. And honestly, the woods class here was the only real real reason I brought him up here um and i that was that was the one other time that he had ever run one dog he's run two dog a lot and he's he 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 he's run with hunters dogs and and we've had some phenomenal runs we took we we tied for fourth in uh the amateur in may in the, novice two in, in, the, may. In, the in the in the novice two dog in may and uh out of you know 90 runs you know he's he's a he, he's a good two dog but i didn't know if he would do one dog so that's why i brought him up here because we're having a bay in georgia in 2 weeks and they're not having a two dog and it's $80 entry versus a $30 entry so i just spent like $500 in fuel and hotel and everything to get out here so i could see if he'd run in one dog for a $80 but entry. we got to say you yeah. won first dog yeah we 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 uh we actually we won uh the woods dog class and uh and he he did really well, and he came out today. I put him in the pro class, and he bayed a ten. And uh, that's Mr. Ed's. That's not mine. Um, but he bayed really well in the in the first round. Ended up baying a, a ten and made the bay off out of uh, seven seven dogs made the bay off in the in the pro class. And uh, he went out there, and they were already like. I was the last run in the bay off, and there were already, like, three tents. And he went out there, and the wind picked up, and the the wind was blowing out of from where the hogs are. And he went out there and was laying it down, and that wind picked up, and he picked his head up one time, and then he did it again. And I was like, all right, hog out, because I'm, I'm still going to run him in two, dog. But Yeah, I'm sure the people can hear on our microphones that it's pretty windy out yeah, here on these it's planes. It's very windy out here on these planes, but it is nice. But that And that affects...
0: Woods dogs more right. than more pen dogs. Right.
1: They get they
0: get scent drifting off the back pins, right. or sometimes during a bay in the back, in the
1: working pens yeah, they'll be the, those moving will move the... around and squeal or something, and, and that affects know. woods dogs. The, more. Those those woods dogs like it's it's funny because in the woods you always have to be on alert because you never know when you might bay a rally, and or you you might break one hog off of a rally and then all the rest of the rally comes up and whoops you or it. i mean or so
0: you take a dog like tanner has a really good dog the so she you know her and two other dogs might bay a hog right well at least my thinking so in her mind they bay that hog if she gets wind of another hog right She, she she's liable to leave those Right, two dogs behind this, her to This hog's taken care of. I'm gonna go get that right. one. And I think in the pen, a lot of right. woods dogs have that same mentality. I think the judge did really well. Joey did really well translating that, no, having the knowledge of a woods dog
1: into judging because he took effect and he didn't deduct for that wind or that lookout whenever the back was banging or something. like it, that. And, Yeah, for and, sure. It oh takes my. it takes a judge with yeah. a different mindset. Right, because to, because a, a, a woods. Dog that a nine wouldn't a nine in the pro class. No. You know, uh, uh, to me, if my woods dog sits there and bays a nine-five and the five times he looked out were looking back at me for the catch dog, like, hey, boss, that's what, that's I got a, him right here. That's got exactly right here. what I was
2: going to say because, like, I'm not a bay pen guy. I mean, right. like, I can count on one hand as many times as i put put my dogs in a bay pen somewhere, right. you know what I mean? So this is like a carnival, you know yeah. what I mean? They don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Like, even, like, starting my pups that I raise, I try to mock them. You yeah, know, I no, do the same thing. No okay. pen. I got a creek at my house, and I got, and I put a pig down at the creek, and just kind of ease them that way. As puppies, you know, send a dog that knows something what they're doing. Right. So. Yeah, I like, mean you know, our dogs
0: don't even go in and pin it at, at the house. Yeah,
2: so like if if I put my good dogs in, yeah, they're gonna bay. I mean right. I know they're gonna bay, but if I'm that close, I promise you yeah. she's gonna go. Hey. Hey uh, boss, he's uh, he's right here. Uh, Go ahead and send that bulldog. We yeah. got him stopped. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, boss. Yeah. My, do,
1: my job is done. Yeah. You know, and, and guys get frustrated at it. And I'm like, man, like, you have to understand, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there there are – 12 is one of the dogs that can do it. He never goes in a bay pen unless it's competition. Like, I hunted him Wednesday before we came out here. I left – I hunted Wednesday morning and left well, – I left my house – thursday morning at two o'clock to go meet joey and those guys like if you flip his ears right now they're briar ridden like he 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 doesn't but it just it just for some reason it translates now i was talking about champ earlier the first time i ever ran champ in a bay pin he Tied for second in the Woodstock option at Earls, so they don't have a true Woodstock class, but they have a Woodstock option that you can get on your dog. He tied for second in it, and he was he was pretty good in the bay pen. And then all of a sudden, like one day, he realized like those hogs can just walk out of that gate, and so he'd bay hard, bay hard, bay hard. That hog would walk over by the gate, and he'd just turn around and come back to me. He's like, my job's done. I mean, I think like. I mean, it's kind of a hornet's nest,
0: but I'll go ahead and hit it with a stick. <laughs> but whether it's coon hunting, hog hog band, whatever. So, bay pens originated because hog hunters started griping in the woods like, my dog is better than your dog. Right. So... A bay pen was invented to find out who had the better haul It's guy. a way to quantify things that can't really be quantified. But after, even in the coon world, same thing. But after you take that certain numb a level away from that,
1: right? So, I what mean, do you what do you think the root of of getting away
0: from where it started is? Well, because because people start breeding dogs for a competition, right? When you start breeding dogs. Yeah, you know, I mean you take a pen, and see who's got the better hog dog. Right. Money starts coming into play, and then people go a a bell goes off. Yeah. They're good dog breeders. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But they're like, I'm gonna breed dogs for this competition. Right. And that's when the competition, be it coon hunting, right. uh, hog bays, whatever, that's when the dogs start splitting off. Right. And at the, find a way to win. Yeah. And I at know. the at the point we're at for the most part, and there's exceptions, but the dogs have split so far apart that they're now two separate things. Right.
1: And and that's what I love the most about the uh the woods classes you get to see dogs that are comparable. Like you're you're not you're not watching so pretty much everywhere has a woods option that you can buy. Right. But you're you're still baying against pro dogs and that can be pretty disheartening for people that don't really understand it is like well why didn't my dog do that like your dog's not bred to do that your dog is bred to to go hunt in the woods and be successful in the woods and you can have a phenomenal uh woods dog that doesn't do anything in the pen and you can have a phenomenal pen dog that doesn't do anything in the woods
0: yeah and 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 i'll go out on a limb and probably sound stupid but maybe history will Affirm it, but I think the history. I think the future of hog baying is in the woods class. I,
1: I agree. I, I I think I think it has to be. It's kind of the, it's kind of the past, and then we right. kind
0: of got in this middle phase where they don't even have any place. Right. Like the woods class is just about two to three years old. Right. And before that, a woods dog had no place. Right. In the Baying,
1: and now they're starting to have a place. I think it's gotta be. I think it's gotta kind of revert back to that because otherwise, y- you're gonna find your yourself kind of getting into a stagnated point. Yeah. You know, and, and anything in any area of life, stagnation is not good. Well, I mean, I mean, and not to diss the Gooses right. and the
0: Clydes of the world because those are phenomenal dogs like anybody who knows a dog yeah can watch those dogs and go holy shit yeah like that's amazing but on the flip side like I cannot like I didn't go to Downsville this last time right and like me and Monica were sitting here last night and I was like you know two days before Downsville I could have taken out a pen and paper and wrote down written down 10 dogs names yeah and they're
1: going to be in the top 10 yeah, like, every time and, and, and it's, every time. And it's not to take away from those dogs because they're amazing. They do exactly what they're supposed to, but it's stagnation.
0: Right. when The same dogs. win right. Every time. Right.
3: You know what app I use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast, I use Onyx. Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying, studying the map. When I'm riding trails, I put the tracking app on. It helps me get around in strange country. I could mark water sources, food sources, bear sign, just all kinds of options within onyx you need to check out onyx maps by going to houndsmanxp.com click on the link on our sponsor page you'll go right to onyx maps and when you check out enter the code hxp20 and you will get 20 percent off of your order know where you stand with onyx
2: And to get back to the woods deal, like yesterday, those hogs were tough. I oh, mean, like,
1: yeah, yeah. They were They were a little small, but they were spunky. And, yeah. And, you know,
2: they they were good hogs. And I mean, he, he purposely did oh that. Yeah, they were spunky enough. Like, if you get in there with that board, yeah, you better stay on your yeah. feet. I yeah. mean, like, they're going to come hit your board. Did you all see and the run this
1: morning when – oh, you we did. That girl, that girl <laughs> yeah. almost got hit up. And the hog almost got out. He almost hit a two for one.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, that's the thing, like, there, a hog is more dangerous in that pen than oh. he is in the woods. Oh, 100%. Because he has no
1: escape route. Right. So, like, it's a, well, he's got one escape route, and he has to get through you. Through to get you. There.
0: But, I mean, it's fight or flight. Right. Well, basically, in a pen, you've taken flight out of the equation, so you all you've got left is fight. Yeah.
2: You better be on your toes. Well, like, when, when a pig comes at him, obviously, yeah. I mean, like we just said, they're, the, fi- the, the flight's out of the situation, but... When that pig comes and balls them up, yeah, they better loop out. I mean, like, if they're a woods dog, yeah, they don't need to be six inches away from his nose, barking him in the face. Right, taking it. they're not going to do it for very long in the woods. You know what I'm saying? Like, loop out, I mean. Before they get unalived. Yes, exactly. If you get get
1: beat up too much in the woods, you get unalived, you know? Like, you got to be smart about it, you
2: know? And that's what goes back to the brain. Just like you said, you know, your dog, no. They'll, they'll go out that gate, yeah. you know, when he comes. Yeah, through he's you, like, "Oh man, that's yeah. that's a brain." Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the whole time we've been sitting here, you <laughs> said that you can your dogs bay. Yeah, they're rougher, but on a bigger pig, right. y'all get in there close, talk them into catching. Right. Do you know how rare that is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 90% of the world, that's either kamikaze, we're gonna go in there and catch and get beat up, or they're gonna be like ours. Yeah, we want them, we right. want them to sit back and bay because right. it might be 45 minutes to an hour and a half if we can get right. to them
1: and I think honestly I think a lot of a lot of the bay until we get there and tell you to catch came from uh came from cows. Mm-hmm. From from having cow stock.
2: Yeah, and it comes from time and right. time with them. Right, exactly. I
1: because we so um our dog's mother wasn't even a hog dog, she was a cow dog but i think a, a, a lot of that correlation i know i know some boys um, that that have cow dogs in florida she has cow dogs and i think the I don't know what it is about it but that correlation you you can you can kind of finagle those dogs into doing what you want them to do but it does take a lot of time. And it, it's just like if I take my dogs and I tie a hog I can put my dogs in the same buggy in the back of the buggy with a tied hog and they're not going to touch it. But that took a lot of time. Exactly. It took a lot of time and people were like, "Well, I, I don't want if I got if if I got a dog that well, get off a hog before I put a brake stick on him, and I don't want him. He ain't game enough for me. I'm like, okay,
2: man, you're just tearing up the hog at that
1: mm-hmm. point, you know.
2: And and you can ask Ed, like, my, like mine, for since you get him out of the box, they're twisting your arm, you know. Ed and Cody always grab at me because they're about to break their fingers. You know, they it's, they want to go, you right. know. And I'm not going to whoop them for that, obviously. Right. Um, But it's a deep, deep well you can get into because – Hawk hunters haven't been breeding for that for very long. And how many different breeds do they use to hawk hunt? Right. You know, on your coon hunting aspect, how long have coon hunters been breeding dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much for us. It's you know. it's
1: it's funny because it's – and I think people kind of overlook things. And, like, I really think it's about finding what works best for you and and – Finding dogs that work in an applicable way for for what 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 you want them to be, you know, and, and there there are enough dog breeds out there that you can you can pretty well find no matter where you're at, no matter the way you hunt, you can pretty much find what you want. Something to fit you, right? And and I think a lot of people really try to um, overthink that and force dogs like. I'm going to get my blackmouth cur to freecast 2 miles. Like that's not what he's for, man. That's not that's not what the dog is bred to do. Um,
2: and not saying there's some that don't do that, right. but but those are anomalies. Exactly. exactly. Those are anomalies. And uh, that's just that's just what a lot of people don't understand. I guess right. is what I'm getting at.
1: Well, and, and they, you know, that's like we were talking about it all the way up here, you know, the the top Bay pen dogs are typically gonna be Katahoo. That doesn't mean that you can't have an American Pit Bull Terrier that can go in there and bay a tent. But if you're trying if you're trying to breed for consistency in the bay pen, you're not gonna breed American Pitbull Terriers. Your great grandpa might have had an American Pitbull Terrier that won ten hog bay in nineteen eighty two, but if you're looking for consistency, you're not going to breed American Pitbull Terriers. You're going to go to Catahoula's or, or Black Mouse or or or, or whatever else. But um, I think people get really enthralled with the anomaly versus consistency. I think when you when you start to turn towards consistency, and um, you you get a lot more production and you get a lot more satisfaction out of it versus looking for the anomaly. Well, like me and Tanner, uh, we're talking with chris powell on the first podcast
0: and he's a coon dog guy right and you know he's like you know if you're not getting 80 percent consistency out of your your litters right then then you're breeding wrong and we kind of had to be like hold up like you know that's coon dog world right but in the hog dog world like we are like infants yeah compared to coon hunters fox hunters bear hunters you know And we haven't really gotten that, like, yeah, we got black mouths, we got catahoulas, but still, they're really just, they're still really just cow dogs. Right. Stock
2: dogs. We right. have
0: not, they have not transformed transformed in what I would call pig dogs. Right. Where you can have a litter and get 80% consistent dogs. Right. And it's just a totally, it, I mean, it's apples and oranges, you know. Cause you know like, the
3: nice part is you can have cow dogs, you can have pen dogs, you can have woods dogs you know and especially in that catahoula you know? yeah and then i've got
0: some that swap and you know i mean when I, I first started when i first started hog hunting it was uh catahoulas yeah they were just cow bred catahoulas and like you were talking about i got it the first 10 years i hunted i didn't own a bulldog right and i didn't have to talk them to catch them. Like, right they might they would loose bay for maybe 45 minutes till i got there right as soon as I got where I could see the pig, and there where they could see me. Yeah. More importantly, Boston's here. When they saw me, they were like a pack of piranhas. Yeah. Like I didn't need a bulldog.
2: The best way I put it is when I've got old enough to realize that when I started, my bay dogs were catcher than my catch dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and that was that's just the truth. I mean, I was like, what was I doing now? But
1: yeah, have they posted the two dog run order? Will you go check that for me, please? Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hog hunters that like, you know, don't get into the bay pen. And I'm, have been an advocate for umpteen years. Like, come, I don't. don't just even, come. Just, just come.
3: Yeah, just yeah. come like, and hang out.
0: Don't even bring a dog to put it. I mean, yeah. if you want to put a dog in, right? Sure, come yeah. on. But if you don't want to, I hardly ever do. Right. But
1: come out you're gonna have a good time that's the thing you're gonna have a good time you're gonna have a good time if you don't if you don't have a good time it's your own fault yeah you you, like it's your own fault it's who you brought or who you're with like if you're not having a good time with somebody (laughs) yeah tanner's over here pointing at it (laughs) (laughs) but if you don't have a good time it's your fault you know like there, like uh, like honestly if it hadn't been for the bay pen i probably would have never met uncle pat you know like yeah and, and that that guy's like i mean he he's full of throttle and and, and <laughs> he like i tell people all the time like yeah like pat's my boy and uh he's like i'm like they're like man tell me about that pat though and i'm like, Man, he speaks in riddles. Like everything that comes out of it, like you have to decipher and then glean information off of what he's telling you. And he's not just gonna tell you exactly how 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 it should be said. He's gonna like put it in some type of riddle, and then you have to process through. And you, and it, like I'll be sitting on the tractor, and I'll like, oh, that's what he meant by that, <laughs> you know. And, and like it's it's cool to meet people like that, that that because you know it, it it's. I never want to get to a position where I feel like I know as much as I need to know or don't have more space to, to get knowledge from other people. Good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pat's fun. Golly, that Joker.
2: When you got the thermal little scope at the house. I was telling them about about that yesterday when we were. He- Going down the road, who's going pig? I knew where there's pigs at. I know the road. I mean, it's right by Cody's house, and he's got that thermal out the window, and it's not on a gun, but he has it out the window looking. I'm running 45, 50 mile an hour. Stop the truck! Stop the truck! I said, "Well, he's that field is full of pigs." <laughs> I said, "Pat, I said it's full moon." I said, "Those are cows." I said, "I can see them." <laughs> oh, well, all right, go ahead. He said, "You know, like it's just stuff I got all the time."
1: Man, when I went, and got girl from him. It was funny because we were we were going over to his woods pen, and uh, like we're driving down this dirt road, and there's like 60 dogs running beside the truck, and he's like he's like oh yeah that's blah 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 cross with blah
0: blah blah, and
1: like these dogs are running in front of the headlights, and stuff. he's like oh yeah that dog's off a of, off of blah 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 I'm like. Dude, what are you talking about? He's like, man, if I could catch that son bitch right there, you'd you need to take him home. But I can't catch him. I can't catch <laughs> him. And, uh, like, I mean, like, you t- the last time I went out there, I went out there with Hunter. And, like, this dog crawls out from up under his dog kennels. And it's got, like, eight feet of weed eater string on it. And Pat's like, man, we got to catch that dog and you need to take it home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we got to catch him. And, and he takes out a hoop, and he he starts he starts, and he throws his lasso. This dog like freak ass. I mean, he's gone. He's like eight hundred yards into the woods as soon as that rope tried to hit him. And uh oh man, he's a fool. He's a. But at the same time, like how how many people? It, it's a fine line between being passionate about something and being like completely and utterly consumed by something you know and and i hope i'm still that passionate to be able to do that but at the same time like i have to protect myself from being so consumed by something that i that i'd go down the wrong because i like i said i'm highly addictive in everything that i do and like it Like, I want to be the best in everything that I do, and I easily get consumed by things. And uh, it's it's not the normal things that normal people are, are getting consumed by, but I, I know for a fact that I'm capable of being consumed. So, like, I, at the same time, I kind of got to watch myself. And, like, it's like I went hunting – I went hunting, like – it was last year – I was dating this smoke show, man. She was, gosh, she was fine. And, uh, like, all of a sudden, like, I went out there and hung out with her on, like, a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, like, met her freaking momma and stuff. And sat there and talked about heirloom tomatoes for two hours. And, like, on Tuesday, she's like, I don't think it'll work. And, like, this girl is straight. Fu- smoke and like super like super down to earth which is pretty pretty like not very common these days and uh like i was like screw it i was like i'm just gonna go hunting, and i hunted for like 30 days in a row with my two red cur dogs and like their pads are like busted up and stuff and like every day they load it up but looking back on them like what an idiot, man. Like what was I trying to prove to people? Like I I deleted all my social media. I was like I'm di- I'm, I'm sick of it. And I was like I'm just going to go hunt. And like we we had the worst we had like the worst June as far as heat in Georgia. I think historically in like the last hundred years and it was like 95 and I was dropping dogs and it was 95 degrees at seven o'clock at night and and I was still running every day. For what reason? I have no idea. But like, that's what I talk about, like getting consumed by something I like, I, I I am know that I'm fully capable of being consumed by something. So I, I hope I never lose the passion, but I hope I don't get utterly and completely consumed by it. Yeah, there's worse things you could be doing. Oh absolutely. oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, I think let's call it quits. We're getting ready to start the two dog, and uh, we'll catch. We'll
1: probably catch back up with you at Earl's or something. Yeah for, sure. yeah, for sure. That sounds like a plan. We'll be there.
2: Check out Boys and Broads for sure
1: absolutely subscribe subscribe to Tuskers magazine um and and I just I just want to say a quick thank you to you guys um because you know y'all have Tuskers it it has really um kind of helped calibrate us in in the way that they do things they do things the right way and and it's really helped kind of calibrate the way that we do things and uh to, to have those guys on our side and and doing the things that we're doing together it, it really means a lot to us that that y'all would allow us to work with you um and uh we we wish y'all nothing but success and and we're always in y'all's corner and and hopefully you know y'all feel the same way about us and it me it means a lot to us that uh y'all uh y'all work with us so.
2: and, and before we get off i want to say this we we call this the, the dog men, but we're not calling ourselves dog men. I mean, we want we want to talk to people that run dogs, not just hog dogs, that run dogs. And um, so if y'all have any any ideas, anybody in mind, I mean, let us know. So
1: Let's go watch some
2: dogs bark.